Welcome to a victory edition of the Grizzden podcast. Let's go! The Grizzlies have finally taken care of the Minnesota Timberwolves, coming back from yet another double-digit fourth-quarter deficit, extending their NBA record. Say it, Will. Extending the NBA record. No, no, no. Say what you were saying earlier in your town's voice. We done with Minnesota now. (laughs) We got with Minnesota now. We're out of there. Um, it was a game in which we had just about everything uh, from the Grizzlies. We we're going to unpack it for a few minutes, do a post-mortem on this series, and then we're going to talk for just a few minutes on our initial thoughts um, regarding the upcoming Warrior series, which tips off literally in two days. Uh, 2.30. wild. PM on Sunday afternoon. Uh, Brantley is here, fresh after jumping in his pool. That happened as soon as the game ended. I ripped off my shirt and jumped into the pool. <laughs> and Ty is also in the building. I'm just, you know, sitting on the couch, dry as I can be. <laughs> All right, guys. Um, what What's the general feeling after being done with Minnesota? Are we? Um, is it? I don't know about y'all, but for me, it's more relief than anything. What are y'all feeling? Man. Is it? Is it appropriate to say I feel like we somehow sort of stole that series? hundred like, percent. I haven't done I the just, That's what I feel alone. like. I feel like we stole it. Like I, I don't. I think we were the better team, but 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 it feels like we stole it. Like even like moments like tonight. Like when, like they just did dumb stuff towards the end, like Cat shooting that, like Steph Curry, Trey Young three, like what? Like that was a huge shot. Yeah, that's what I feel. I just feel like we stole that series, so I don't feel great. That's, I mean, I feel I'm glad we won. Like it's fun. Like, but it still just feels weird. I haven't done the math yet, but I'm pretty sure that the Wolves were leading for at least half of the game there so that would mean that their average in the series goes to like 70 percent of leading you know of the time spent playing they were leading so i mean i'm pretty sure pete quoted you tonight in the uh in the broadcast did you hear that did he no yeah he he didn't say like per will walker of grizzden.com but he did say the 70 percent stat listen uh pete first reported by yeah uh, we've DM'd one time before back in like 2017. So he remembers, man. You yeah. left a mark. How, how, what'd you think? Yeah. I mean, I kind of agree. Um, I know people have said this, but it did feel like they were a really bad matchup and it kind of felt like, man, can we just survive? I bet this is how the Clippers felt when they had to play us in the first round all those years ago. They were like, not anyone but the Grizz, please. This just feels like it was like we had to escape it. Um, and I think my biggest thing with the relief factor is that we were the two seed and the second best overall record in the entire NBA. It would have been a huge, like regardless of how young we are, which I want to I talk on that at some point, but it still would have been a disappointment to lose in the first round. 
What do you yeah. think, Will? I I'm definitely relieved. To me now, it's um, it sort of gets the monkey off the back. I think we su- we survived the uh, the McD game, uh, the, the McDaniel's, and then the McLaughlin. Um, I just think that's like something that would be a classic Grizzlies, um, you know, just occurrence where the you know fifth best player on a team ends up killing us. Uh, I think that it we survived yet another Dylan bad shooting game, even though he uh, had, was the second you know tied leading scorer for our team. Um, to me, I would like to actually start talking about this game by mentioning Jaron Jackson Jr. 18 we go. 14 rebounds. We finally got a Jaron game, and boy, was it long overdue. Uh, Brantley, you weren't on the last podcast, but you had some thoughts regarding Jaron after game five. How do you feel about those thoughts now that we're past game six and past this series? Yeah, I just I, he just seemed to bring – tonight at least the difference in the whole series was just it was almost like his demeanor like he just he kind of let the game come to him a little bit more he was a little bit more patient he was aggressive defensively but not overly aggressive he he made hustle plays like uh, I don't know what his his stat line was but I'm pretty I mean I know he had a double double and he had some he had 18 some, and 14. Yeah, he had some huge rebounding numbers. How many times totally. did Brandon have 10 plus rebounds in the regular season? It's not often. Right? His average was like 5. I think You're talking Jaron? Jaron? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't, yeah, it wasn't much. He's not a rebounding. He's not a rebounding guy. guy. So he he came and he did something different. So regardless of like what my thoughts were previously, I mean, he we really needed him tonight in a game where you know we won in a, in a different way i mean this was the six we won six different ways this entire series every game you could point and you could craft a winning narrative that's very different and this was a very different one um and you know like the uh the casual observer isn't going to look at this game and be like man jaron jackson won that game for the grizz I think the like Grizzlies fans know how and, and the way that this game was played, how important he was for tonight. Yeah, and I think too, if you were to tell us going in he's going to have five fouls again, we would probably not think that would translate to a good game. But he had thirty-four minutes, and as we said, a double-double and impacted the game defensively. I thought he was some sometimes he was passive when Ja was out and he was in, and I wanted him to be more aggressive. But he also benefited from tonight. I mean, as much hate as Scott Foster gets, I thought the whistle was appropriate for playoff basketball in that they weren't yeah. calling ticky-tack stuff. They let the guys play. They let the players decide the game. That's and right. Towns even had a couple of elbows on his when he goes up. I mean, he does it every time that weren't called, and that was frustrating. But if you're going to trade that off you know, with like Jaron not getting – a foul called every time he goes up strong for a rebound, then I'll take it. So yeah. I'm happy with Jaron. I don't care how many fouls he gets as long as he gets, you know, enough minutes to justify it. Yeah. I also wanted to add, I think that we definitely have Ja in our playoff 
just, I mean, to me, like solidly trust no matter what happens in the regular season. I know we have him in the playoffs. We have Bain in there. Last year, Dylan put himself in there for better or for worse. And I think it's time to put Brandon Clark in this in this conversation. I think what he's proven in this in this first round series is that it doesn't matter what his matchup is. It doesn't matter who's in the game. He's going to affect the game through his energy, through his rebounding. I mean, I didn't feel good unless Brandon Clark was in the game tonight because I didn't. We didn't have second chance opportunities without him, and you could just see it again in the, in the fourth quarter at the very end. I mean, like. They know what he can do, and they couldn't do anything with him. I mean, he even made a really great assist near the end of the game as well. So I thought that was huge. Brandon Carr, what do you what do you think about that, Ty? Do you think that we've seen enough, or is this too small of a sample size to put him sort of in this conversation? No, I think I think you're right. I mean, he's he's gonna play. He's in our top seven, I think, regardless of of how you look at it. Um. He was huge this series. He was maybe – he and Dez were probably the two guys. Um, kept us in every game, made huge plays down the stretch. We had to have him. Couldn't have won the series without him. Um, Jaw was phenomenal too, yep. um, obviously. But, yeah, Brandon um, – it was, it was awesome that we got contributions from – seemed like the same guys every night. Like it was – Tyus was super steady. BC, yeah, every night was getting his double-double. Um, Dez was just like, I think he shot, ended, ended the series shooting 50-40-90. Um, I think he was a high for the, for the series. Yeah, I think he averaged like close to 24 points a night um, and kind of matched uh, Anthony Edwards, which I thought was kind of huge because we had to have someone to match him offensively because Ant just was awesome all series. Um, but, yeah, it was – Super encouraging for Brandon, especially after last year. With I mean, DNPs left and right. The Jazz might have been a poor matchup for him, but now he seems like he's changed the way. He's back to, like, rookie Brandon in his role on the offense, and I think Jaron has a lot to do with that, playing alongside him. But at the same time, there's a lot of minutes where Jaron was not on the floor and BC was having to play the five, which I never did not think he was able to do. And he can survive, I guess, with his athleticism and his just energy. Um, but no, nah, BC had a huge yeah. series. Uh, tonight was, I don't know if y'all noticed this. I, they, there was one little thing like wrinkled that the Wolves were doing on that pick and roll with Brandon in the middle that I'll be really curious to see if the Warriors pick up on it. They, and I don't know if they have the personnel to do this, but they started dropping Anthony Edwards in the paint, uh, more and making it tougher on that drop-off pass um, for Brandon. He still obviously ended up with like 17 points and had um, a great game. Um, but I, I sort of felt like that that little hard roll for the first time tonight was not as open as it has been. So I, that they and that was the first time that I think the Wolves have made it that they ever attempted to even try to stop it. It was yeah. sort of non-stop the entire game I, I know that they did it maybe with mcdaniels a little bit too at times or in maybe even vanderbilt but anthony edwards was the only one that i thought they really put that burden on him so i'll be curious to see if the warriors pick up on that but other than that well i'm with you i'm ready to kind of put him this is just one series 
So, like, I'm sort of like, I want to sort of see him, and I don't have any reasons to believe that it won't be that way because I do think that our bigs have will have some matchup advantages against the Warriors, just like Ja will have some matchup advantages against them potentially. Um, so I, I would expect some big things from them, but I kind of want to see it before I specifically say, yes, definitely he's in that dependability bucket. But I would also put Tyus there alongside BC. To, to me, BC and Tyus are equal in their like in this discussion topic. Mm. He, I mean, stones tonight. I mean, unbelievable. He was the Huge shot man. That shot was just massive. That sealed the series in Minnesota, where he's from, where he started his career. Poetic, and all of it. And he had also missed. That wide-open three in, uh, what was it, like uh, game three, maybe? Game four. Game four, to tie game it. four. Yeah. four. And then the uh, two before tonight. I mean, like, he, you know, if at first you don't succeed, that's a lesson, kids. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Uh, the, anything I else? I wanted to mention, yeah, one other thing. I mean, this is just like a, a quick observation, but, you like, Brandon's game grew too. Um, to me, like a prime example. So, Brantley, what you were saying is they started taking away the role. They tried to do that, and he made a great quick decision at the very end of the game to, like, dump it to Jaron at the um, – Yep. Yep. Kind of right there at the – For that dunk yeah, like, in the short corner. It, it was yeah, huge. Fine. Like, it was like yep. a quick decision. Like, BC is not, like, you know, hasn't been previously, like, a good decision maker. And I think you're right. I think – they were blitzing him on the dive, but then that opposite side corner three is going to be just wide open. So if Brandon can yeah. make those quick decisions out of there, that's why we like Kyle in that spot so much because we trust his decision-making. If Brandon can get there, man, that'd be huge for, for him moving forward too. So here's the just the, 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 the bow on this to me a little bit is that this was a series where we had the mass up, matchup disadvantage and I would also – like, the Wolves did some stupid stuff. Like, they had – if I'm a Wolves fan, I'm like, oh, my gosh, there are so many things I feel like they could have done better to win this series. At the same time, I don't look back at this series and think that there weren't wrinkles and changes that happened that could – that um, – like, it wasn't like nothing happened. It wasn't like a Doc Rivers scenario. Uh, so, like, I am so proud of the team for winning differently and, uh, and adapting – each game in the moment. And this goes to Jenkins as well and the coaching staff, because we, if if you're watching every game, we had to do different types of Grizzlies basketball, quote unquote, to win each game. And man, like good teams find ways to do stuff like that. I'm not trying to say exactly what that means for the rest of this season, but that says a lot about this personnel. And I think sort of, like what they're what the foundation that's being built in these reps that they're getting in in that type of series is huge. That's great. And I will go ahead, Ty. Yeah, I was just gonna say specifically for Ja to have Chris Vernon. I, I shared that tweet with y'all. So Chris Vernon basically tweeted, paraphrasing, the Wolves set up their entire defense to like stop Ja. And he used, like, the example of how Trey Young folded when Miami did the same thing. Even Durant folded when Boston did the same thing. 
yeah, maybe Miami and Boston are better defensive teams. Um, but the Wolves had a lot of length and a lot of, like, physicality to kind of match Jaw and, like, defend him well. And they just showed his stats on the screen. He averaged, like, basically 23, 10, and 9 for the series. He found ways to win games down the stretch. Sometimes that was him trying to take over in the fourth quarter like he did in game five. Tonight it was collapsing the defense, finding Tyus for that huge three. I just think I trust him completely with the ball in his hands, and I love the way that he didn't try to do too much. You could see in game one that he did, and he quickly adjusted from that and made changes. And Brantley, to your point, there's a lot of fear, I think, in Jenkins. I hate when people – again, this is like Twitter fans, so like it doesn't matter. But people were already like, when the team gets ready, we're going to have to find a new coach. I'm like, this is Jenkins' like first go at it, man. Like, Give the guy a shot. In the second half, he basically played his best seven players in this That's series right. and stuck with it. Um, That's right. Wasn't afraid to make adjustments when he wanted to. Was in, you know, clearly encouraging the team. Clearly, like, they listen to him because, like, teams give up in our situations time and time again, and we never did. And I think Jenkins has a lot to do with that, too. Put in Conchar for a few valuable minutes, man. He had That's six right. Seriously. I'm not – unironically now, I'm I am actually Conchar. a proponent of Love him. It. Uh, and two notes, Jollock's healthy, which is very encouraging because we're about to have a quick turnaround. And secondly, Zaire and Steven Adams both out tonight. Zaire with an injury and, and Steven Adams with uh, health and safety protocols. So we'll see. Melton another DNP. We'll see if that continues. All right. Um, and, and I think a few pods ago we talked about how uh, we had expectations for the postseason and the way that we were going to think about this, this season is going to be totally dependent upon how we performed in the postseason and whether or not we consider this a success or a failure um, of a season. So now that we have round one under our belt, where do you guys sit at a high level in terms of how you're feeling about this season and whether or not this next round, the result there will you know affect that answer? I think this series was like kind of the monkey off the bat, like I said earlier. I think this upcoming series is all gravy. Um, I think the surprise of the season, obviously, like winning as many games as we did, and now we had to kind of like, to me, we kind of had to like back it up and prove it was real, you know, and we did that. Like we proved it was real. We won the series we were supposed to win. My favorite part about this upcoming series is I guarantee you no one is going to pick us to win, and that just fires me up. Because I can't wait for Ja to scroll, like, search his name on Twitter and start scrolling and, and seeing, like, uh, Warriors in four, Warriors in five. This team's not any good. They barely beat the Wolves. I just can't. I can't wait for the next series because I think it's going to be – I think we're kind of going to be licking our chops a little bit and we're going to be so freed up and just ready to go. And I think we match up well. I just think it could be a really fun series. I'm not predicting we win, but I just think it could be fun. I'm not saying we're going to lose either. Well, I'm curious to hear your take on this. Uh, yeah, I'm I'm similar to Ty. I think that there for me, I want every season I want to improve upon the result of the last. And so I think that getting through this first round 
And I said, too, in our podcast that we recorded back before the playoffs started, I said it's not something that I can answer until I actually see the team and the situation. And to me, they adapted in a way that I was super encouraged about where we are. I still think we have some holes in the roster that can be plugged. I don't think we're – I don't think we're a title team yet. And I also think another important note here is the Warriors all of a sudden found themselves in the playoffs. And I think that if they were the Warriors that we had seen during the regular season and they, let's say, like got by the Nuggets but weren't quite as dominant, then I would have a different expectation here. I do think that they are going to be a heavy favorite for that reason. I They also... So, like this season, we we were three and one against them for what it's worth. Like I don't think we're a terrible uh, matchup, but uh, I would say if we do end up, let's say, getting swept, so like worst case scenario, I still don't think it's a it's a season that you would consider a failure. I I think it's a successful season in the way that they beat the Wolves. Yeah, I agree. I agree with all all that statement, but and and I don't expect us to get swept. Like I, I think either. that we'll f- figure out a way to push it to a minimum of six. Um, and I don't know. I I think it's going to be interesting. I think we've had a grind of a series, and they had an easy go at it. Like if you look at the roster, top to bottom, the Nuggets are the by, were by far the worst team in the playoffs. In my, regardless of the fact that they have Jokic, who's the MVP, their top eight, like you wouldn't take their two through eight on almost above any other team in the in the playoffs. So I, I just I think that there's something to be said for that, for even for the fact that that's what who Golden State found themselves on. Yep. I think we're you know we're coming in, not to say that the the Warriors aren't attuned to playoff basketball, but like. There could be some some uh, physicality, maybe isn't 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 it, but just sort of the grind. Um, every game was a grind that we just went through. Like if the Warriors get up fifteen, I'm not going to be doubting our team to figure out a way to fight back. I don't. I hope that this isn't the trend that we just keep getting down and have to claw our way back all the time. But I think that that's sort of like what this team has taught us is that they have they have a maturity about them um, that is above their age bracket, which is sort of like, we don't really expect that, and, you know, for pe- people who follow the NBA, you don't really expect that to happen. And I think that's sort of the unique thing about this team that we've come to love. And I think other people are just going to sort of like quickly catch on to it. Yeah, for what it's worth, let's let's take a quick look. This is a very shallow preview of the series, so there's more that we could do here. It just starts so quickly that there's not a lot of time. But uh, Andre Iguodala is out with a neck injury or was out of Game 5. I don't know how he's going to be for, for, the, for our series. But uh, they're starting Steph, Clay Draymond, Andrew Wiggins, and Jordan Poole. Uh, they had Gary Payton II, Otto Porter Jr., and Kevon Looney having playing their big minutes off the bench with a little bit of Kaminga. This is was in game five. Um, so, you know, they're going to be an interesting matchup for us because both teams have pretty small, I would say, like, quote-unquote, death lineups. Like, with Brandon Clark at the four, Jaron at the five, uh, it's going to be a lot of switching, I think, on defense. I think you're going to see uh, – 
a similar series to Minnesota in the sense that there were very, it was a game of runs. I just think that's how you play against Golden State. They're going to have their runs. I think we have the guys to have ours. I am very intrigued by how we're going to defend Golden State. Um, I, I don't know who I, I, I would guess that you're going to have Dylan uh, guarding one of Clay or Steph. I don't know that for sure. I don't know exactly where you hide Jaw, maybe on pool. Uh, but I'm super intrigued by what the Grizzlies decide to do defensively. What about you, Ty? Yeah, I think I think we match I think the Denver matchup for them was like best possible scenario. Um, and again other people have said this, but like they had to play Jokic at all times because he's all they had but defensively like they would just put him put him in the pick and roll and just like he couldn't switch he couldn't stay like I remember multiple times last year in the playing game where they would try to get Jaron switched on to Steph and Jaron not only like stayed in front of him but like picked his pockets a few times I think Jaron's greatest quality is his ability to switch on the perimeter yes he's a great like shot blocker but what he really struggles with are like bigs who bang down low Jaren's not going to have to do, like, any of that this series. One other That's really right. encouraging thing. So, when you think of the Warriors, especially, like, this, you know, iteration of them, you're like, oh, man, three-point shooting. They're just going to, like, shoot us to death. Guys, Minnesota did the same exact thing. And we still right. were able to win in, in six games. So I was They basically curious. averaged the same amount of threes yes, for the season, it's I think. Like, yeah. So, the, the Wolves this series shot 39% from three against us. Golden State shot 42 against Denver. I think our defense is much better than Denver's. But Grizz of old, playoff series against the Warriors, you just have nightmares about Steph and Clay just going berserk. I think Clay is in a different you know spot in his career right now. He's an amazing player. He's not what he used to be, especially defensively. I can't think of one player there that's going to be able to stay in front of Ja. They don't have the team set up to like switch it all on Ja and, and like keep him in front. I think it could be a really high scoring series. But one thing I did want to mention was the three point shooting because I we just beat a team that shot thirty nine percent from three and basically hit like fourteen a game, and we still beat them in six games without us shooting crazy well. We had two good shooting games tonight in game two um going back to us being able to win in different ways i think we can i mean this may be the the death of me but i think we can withstand some some good shooting because they're gonna do it um i just think we need to hang around in those games um but yeah i like the matchup i think it's gonna be really fun too uh, and i i think that this game or this series is going to, I mean, it's just, this is the easiest thing to say of all time, but this is going to be a job or Steph series. It's going to come down to who, who, in my opinion, from a superstar perspective can, and I'm not saying score, I'm saying carry and lead the team to win because I, it, you know, you don't look at the box score necessarily and just think Jod did that for us. And he was so frustrating at times tonight. And like, you just almost didn't even think that he was doing the right thing, but he was the entire time. And, 
and I, I, I still give him responsibility for us winning tonight. You know, totally. like I, I, I think that he did the stuff that helped us win and he helped us close in the moments that mattered in those pushes in the fourth quarter when we needed that push. It's going to, it's going to come down to those moments even more so in these series. And I don't know if we can necess- if he can necessarily wait all the time to the fourth quarter to make it happen. I think there's going to be times where maybe in the first or second quarter, we need to make some of those types of pushes and we're going to need him to do that more. So um, I'll be really curious to see if that's, if, if that comes to fruition a little bit um, as opposed to sort of how it had to play out against Minnesota. Yeah. I also think one interesting note for this series is we saw a guy like Tillman get some playing time because we needed more depth in the front court. I think you're gonna see um, you're gonna see that, but in the backcourt for this series. So I really do think that you could you could see DeAnthony Milton uh, coming in. He also played well versus them uh, in the regular season. So I think there are going to be opportunities for redemption, um, for sure. especially too because Zaire is potentially out for the game, and so whether that's Conchar or Melton filling those minutes, I don't think you're going to see as much Tillman. It's going to totally depend on how much they want to play Looney and also how Jaron's foul trouble goes. Um, I was just looking at the offensive rebounding ranks for this past regular season because Memphis, I know, is number one. Uh, Golden State is down at number 20. So they were... um, What's their defensive rebounding rate? uh, I don't know their defensive rebounding rate, but it was a little bit less of a variance. I think they were like middle of the pack, and we were pretty high up there so okay. anyway I think that's another advantage we could have in the series if we play well granted Adams is going to be out again so um, anyway I just think it's going to be such an intriguing series it, it starts 2 30 on Sunday which is just nuts Gosh. I'm very nervous about that turnaround to be honest I'm very glad we have home court or else I would have just totally written off game one if it was in the Bay Area um, so anyway final thoughts time um, it's gonna be fun, man. We got we got this one behind us. Um, quick little note: they they asked Jaron about the quick turnaround, and Jaron was like, "I I love it. I want to keep playing. Like, let's keep going." Mm. Um, I thought that was really he cool. Should. Here. Yeah, I know, right? Um, I just I hope we get written off. Um, and I think it's gonna happen. I think a lot of people are gonna write us off. Um. And I just, I don't know. It's some, I just, I, I like, yeah, I may, again, I may eat these words, but I think this matchup is going to be really fun and competitive. Um, I definitely don't think we're going to get run out or anything like that. I think it's going to be a super fun series. And I think Ja is going to love going against Steph. I think that's going to be like super fun for him. Um, yeah, and this is just, I think you're right on the front court, back court thing. I think Melton's going to absolutely have to have a role this series with the ability to switch on defense. I think Steven Adams may look, get a look to start. Um, man, I can't wait, though. It's going to be super fun. Go Grizz, man. We made it to the second round. It's so fun. So great. So proud of my boys. I know. Such a, such a relief. Um, proud of them. It was a huge win tonight. Uh, for Brantley, for Ty, I'm Will. Thanks for joining us. We'll be with you for yet another series the blood pressure is not going down yet guys That's right, baby got some more basketball to play we'll talk to y'all very soon 
Uh, tune in next time.